what makes the Amazon Supply Chain Management Program so unique? What I really like about our program is that it is certainly a program in supply chain management and students in it learn the, the, certainly the skills of supply chain, but it's also a program in business. We don't just teach the functional bits of supply chain, we also teach students how it links to the other parts of a business. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Wisconsin School of Business MBA and Master's Programs Podcast. By sharing engaging stories from current students, faculty, and alumni, this podcast gives prospective students an inside look at the MBA and Business Master's Programs at Wisconsin. My name is Libby Gartland, and I am an Assistant Director of Admissions and Recruitment at the Wisconsin School of Business, and am a member of the MBA and Master's Admissions team. Today, I am joined by Jake Dean, who is the director of the Granger Center for Supply Chain Management at the Wisconsin School of Business. Today, Jake is going to discuss a unique global trip that MS and supply chain management students are eligible for when they are in the program. Thanks for joining me today, Jake. Thanks for having me, Libby. How about we start off with you providing an overview of your role with the Granger Center and the center's connection to the supply chain management program. Sure. So if you think about any educational program uh, or, or degree, I mean, the things that you have to do, you take classes, right? You take classes in functional areas that are defined for your program. But what else does that mean? Where in that equation is the or are the connections to industry or the advisory boards or the experiential um, applied experiences, the mentoring, the advice, the all that sort of stuff? Well, the, the Granger Center for Supply Chain provides all of that stuff in addition to uh, the students are looking for, in addition to attending their classes. So we are in charge of the curriculum, what students are learning, but we directly provide all of that extra experiential applied stuff that is really important for students uh, as they receive a supply chain education. Does the Granger Center also work with other programs? Is it just the MS and supply chain? Or do you work with any other programs within the business school? Sure. So the Granger Center facilitates three programs uh, in supply chain here at the Wisconsin School of Business. Uh, we have an undergraduate major, and then we have uh, a one-year master's in supply chain, and then we have a two-year full-time MBA in supply chain management. The Granger Center provides all of those um, extra experiences and connection to industry for all three of those programs. As I mentioned, while in the MS and Supply Chain Management program, students have the opportunity to participate in a global trip. What is this global trip and where do students travel to? Sure, so one of the nice things about um, the overall UW's academic calendar is it provides uh, a number of weeks in January where classes are not scheduled. So we take, uh, one week, give or take, in that uh, January time period, and we provide a global opportunity to our students. That opportunity this year, so which will be January of 2024, just as an example, is taking students to Brazil to understand what's going on in supply chain in Brazil and visiting companies there. The last year, we took students to the Czech Republic and Germany. We'll be offering very likely in January 2025, so likely of interest to students listening to this podcast potentially in the next, you know, the upcoming admissions year. We have a um, three-week exchange opportunity with a university in Norway. 
And so in addition to company visits, there uh, there's some classroom learning, um, there's some cultural experiences with students at uh, the, our partner university in Norway. It's a very immersive look at the energy industry in Norway. So the experiences that we have, they all happen in January and they alternate between this immersive three-week Norway exchange opportunity or a one-week-ish um, exploration of supply chain in a global environment. And as I said, that this year is likely to be Brazil. Uh, last year, it was Germany and the Czech Republic. In previous years, we have done excursions to Japan and the UK. So those locations um, for the non-Norway exchange, they change every year depending on what's going on in supply chain and um, where we have connections and just where our students are interested in going. Do you try to go to a different continent every year? Or how do you, what goes into your choice of where you end up taking students? It's a number of different factors. So um, there should be a decent amount of supply chain activity going on there. Um, and there we, we should have some connections there also. So I mentioned a little bit earlier about uh, advisory boards. And so uh, I, I lean on those advisory boards to connect us with um, some in-country subsidiaries potentially to um, make some connections for us to find other companies to visit or to host us on visits while we're there. Uh, and then it, it it could just be what's topical in supply chain. So um, the trip we did to the UK happened to be in January 2017, which is a while ago now. But what was really interesting then is if people remember just six or so months before that, the UK had voted to leave the EU. So a lot of people in supply chain in the UK were trying to figure out what a post-EU supply chain looked like. It was still all very new at that point. And so the exploration of that was really interesting. So it's a factor of where are things going on? Where can we make connections? Um, and, and you know, I do also ask students where are they interested in going? So um, I kind of balance all of that and, and decide on a, a location. So what are some of the activities students participate in while on the global trip? Is it just excursions? Is there classroom learning? Is it a mixture of both? It depends on the type of trip. So uh, I talked about that Norway exchange opportunity. That one blends uh, site visits with classroom learning. And the classroom learning there is actually together with some students at our, our partner university in Norway. So that's really interesting. And it's jointly taught by a faculty member from uh, here at the University of Wisconsin and uh, a member of the faculty at our partner university. So, so that one combines site visits, so site visits to local to, to companies with classroom learning. The the week-long excursions I talked about, so the Germany Czech Republic or the Japan or this year the Brazil, those are primarily company visits. Um, usually one or two visits won't be to a company, they'll be either to an infrastructure provider like a port or potentially um, a, a U.S. embassy or something like that, or, or something where we can learn about relations between the United States and whatever country we're in. But um, those week-long trips don't typically involve classroom learning. We do also, you know, it is a trip and it's to a new, a new location. So we provide some cultural experiences as well. Those could be tours of, of, of local sites or excursions or other experiences that don't directly have to do with supply chain, but teach students about what is going on locally inside that country. It sounds like it's definitely a good blend of cultural experience as well as industry experience, some classroom experience, a well-rounded trip. Yeah, yeah. We try to um, keep students busy, but give them some time to um, do some stuff on their own as well. What are some of the skills and knowledge students take away from this opportunity? 
that's the part that I, I find um, for me anyway, the, the most rewarding, which is to, to turn the lights on for students to how supply chain can be different in different places. So we'll see what we learn in Brazil this year, but uh, on previous trips, so Japan, for example, Japan is a very, compared to the US anyway, very small and very dense country. I think that's something people usually you can identify with. The thing that, that I really learned in Japan is that yes, it's small and yes, it's dense. It's even smaller and denser than we all think it is because the geography of the islands that make up Japan are such that a good chunk of those islands are taken up by mountains and volcanoes. So it's not like people can easily live there. So the, all the, the people, the, the hundred or some odd million people who live in Japan are not only focused on a small amount of land, they're focused on a small part of a small amount of land. And so what that means for people running Japanese supply chains is you can cover the whole country from a distribution perspective pretty much with one distribution center and some trucks. And if you contrast that, and you can get to, the, you know, you can do the whole country in a, a day, give or take. Contrast that with what we have here in the United States, which is a much less dense population and a significantly larger landmass. And you need warehouses scattered throughout the country and different modes of transportation to be able to reach all those people. So that's very, um, that was a, a big difference in Japan. The other thing that people were talking about in Japan is uh, a, a, an aging population and how our workforces and supply chains are going to change to support that population. In Germany, in the Czech Republic last year, the part of Germany we were in was uh, the former East Germany, and the, the and the Czech Republic had been once part of the, you know, the the communist part of of Central and Eastern Europe, and it was really interesting there to understand the transitions that businesses had been through from being privatized to being state owned and then being reprivatized and some of the things that that meant for the the market and how, how they operated. So there's overall these these trips really teach students about how supply chains need to adapt to conditions that are going on in um, in that country that we're visiting. And for our final question, how does participating in this global experience make students more competitive in the job market? Students are gaining all this cultural knowledge, all this skills, all this knowledge of supply chain in different parts of the world. How does this help them in the job market? Uh, it, it really helps them in the job market because it allows them to contextualize what they're learning and, and, and differentiate it from what they may have observed in the United States or in um, whatever country that they may have been in prior to coming to school here. And to be able to give supply chain examples, not from just one perspective, really helps students to show that they are, they're well-rounded and they can take concepts and apply them into a variety of situations as opposed to just the one that they're familiar with. The other thing that it does that helps people or helps students in their job search, and this is more indirect, uh, for many students, this is their first big trip abroad or maybe their first trip abroad entirely. And they develop and learn new things about themselves and how they communicate and how they bond with their classroom or the, the students in the, in the class or in their overall program. And they can come back just more ready interpersonally to be putting themselves out there and being, and being able to try new things and communicate differently than they had beforehand. So there's the direct supply chain exposure and kind of transfer of context. But then there's also, I think, a large, more social and communication um, benefit that comes to the trips as well. I know with supply chain, communication is really important and communicating with different parties. So I bet it really helps students, you know, gain cultural competency and better communicate with different people. 
Yeah, it really does. And uh, you, you see how the students are, are evaluating how they need to um, change or modulate how they might ask a question or what might be appropriate in a different country versus what they're used to in the US or in, in their home country. Um, it, it's really a, a great experience from a, a number of different perspectives. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Jake, and for sharing information about this unique global opportunity for supply chain students. Uh, you're welcome, Libby. Thanks for having me. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Wisconsin School of Business, MBA, and Master's Programs podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our MBA and Master's Programs, we would love if you scheduled a consultation with our admissions team or emailed us at masters at wsb.wisc.edu. Have a great rest of your day and on Wisconsin.